Once upon a time, there was a young basketball player who had dreams of becoming one of the greatest basketball players of all time. My name is Kobe Bryant, 17 years old, with the hunger, the motivation, and the desire to be the best possible basketball player that I could be. He works day and night, every day years and years and years and years and years. As time went on, 20 years had passed. He felt that he had accomplished all that he set out to accomplish. But what he come to realize is that the goal that he set out initially of becoming the greatest of all time was a very fickle one. And what he realized that the most important thing in life is how your career moves and touches those around you and how it carries forward to the next generation. We realize that's what makes true greatness. The story would be about transformation of a kid looking inwardly to then growing up and understanding the importance and the power of looking outward. It's a great feeling to know that you set a goal for yourself. You were able to reach that goal. It's not get that. If I had the power to turn back time, I would never use it. I think about it. Because then every moment that you go through means absolutely nothing, but you can always go back and do it again. So it loses its flavor. It loses its, its beauty. When things are final, you know, moments won't ever come again. To be able to have the power to go back and re-experience those things is, it's silly to me. When you take that jersey off for the final time, how do you think you're going to feel? Very at peace with it. And, um, I'm very thankful you know, for the for the 20 years that I've had. And um, ready to go. Um, so this is episode 140, 141 of the Young Black and Bother podcast. Um, I really don't know how to start this episode, um, especially after hearing that clip of Kobe, um, took me a, a place, but, uh, anybody who is listening, um, in earshot or whatever, just know that, you know, this won't be the 50th podcast you've heard that, you know just rambles about Kobe and all the accolades and stuff like that. Like, you know, that he passed this week and it was a tragic moment. Um, it's just really rough to even like consider that him and, you know, nine of the eight other people have passed away, including his own daughter, man. That, I don't even know how to start. Q, Christy, I have anything y'all want to say? Um, you know, it, 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 you know, this happened on Sunday, and it's on well on the twenty sixth, and now four days later, or three days later, seventy two hours later, um, I'm still trying to wrap my mind that we're even having this type of show today. Uh, I. You know, 
Um, I, 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 I really, honestly, this week has I've been a lot in a loss for words, and not just in a in a, in a loss of words for Kobe, the basketball player, the great basketball player that he was. My mind wrapped up and about the eight other people he was killed. But most importantly, my mind is trying, I'm trying to wrap my mind around Kobe, the father. And that he won't be around to be that pillar of support for his three surviving children. Uh, for his three surviving children. And, you know, his youngest child, not even a year old yet, not, and is not going to be able to know in the flesh who her father was, who her father is. And the only way that she's going to be able to know her father is to what the video, the, you know, tape, the videos, memories. That's what my mind is wrapped around. Um, you know, Kobe had a great career, basketball career, and that ended four years ago. And he was just stuffing into his second life, post retirement. What can I do to support? What can I do to support the next generation? The next generation, not just, not just, um, you know, basketball, but the next generation of, of kids, his children, other children. And that's the hardest thing for me right now. Yeah, man. It, it's rough to even consider. Like, when we found out, Justin and I were, you know, back from being out of town, and we're in the car, and just like anything, you see a TMZ, you know, article pop up, and the first thing I was thinking was, well, it has to be real. Everybody else that was in, like, the group text and stuff like that was saying, it, you know, it's just TMZ. I'm like, y'all realize TMZ has never not been spot on when it comes to shit like this from mac miller uh prince michael jackson stuff like that more importantly their reputation's on the line and they don't want to be the first ones who are wrong so for them to say it yeah i get it the news articles and stuff like that are saying oh well tmz you know they should have contacted the family and stuff first they're not a reputable they're not a reputable you know the well, TMZ is not a reputable news organization, but he has gotten every big celebrity death right. Yeah, I mean you when, can't deny and, them on that at all. Exactly when it exactly when it happened. Yeah, they they've been been the first, and it's and it, and and you also have to remember that like Harvey Evans is an attorney, so he's not going to put anything. He's not going to just release anything just to release something like. He, you know, he he's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't practice anymore, but he's a lawyer. He's an attorney. So the attorneys are going to get everything right before exactly. they, they make sure they get all their ducks in a row before they release something like that. And especially him, because his reputation, like his, mm-hmm. not only TMZ's reputation, but his as the face of TMZ. Mm-hmm. Everyone knowing his, his professional background. He, he gotta get it right, and that 
for the last 10 years, since MJ, right, in 2009, TMZ has got it right. Yeah. On every big celebrity. Yeah. If it's news. Well, that's because they're stalking them 24-7. Like. Yeah. So first thing, you've been there stalking them literally 24-7. So. It's crazy because they're everywhere where you wouldn't think of. Like, nobody's thinking, hey, let's go follow Kobe Bryant today. Nobody's thinking, hey, like, it, Kobe's not like a Kim or Kaya. He is famous and he is like the face of LA, but nobody on that given day, Grammy day at that, is thinking, okay, let's go follow Kobe. Instead but I'm of- telling you, they probably got people just watching celebrities at all times. Like, because you got to think about it in LA, that's the way people, a lot of folks are eating out there to get their projects all. It's like, sure, I might pick a celebrity. Like, say my celebrity is Kylie Jenner. Anything fucking Kylie Jenner is going to do, I... Yeah, that's true. I don't... I just... It, it's weird. Um, I don't I don't want to dig too deep into... Bill Lottie, who's like, no matter what. Especially because he got caught up for cheating. So you know they're trying to catch him slipping again. Yep. I mean, not trying to say, like, he hasn't changed and he wasn't on that shit in retirement, but come on now. They trying to get another slip up. It's better when they fall. Yeah. But that's the thing. Like, this, I guess all the, what did they say? Like, the bad news is the good news, pretty much. Like, you know, anything. Mm-hmm. They clicks me all forward, which is weird to me. Because I'm like, yo, like, that's the last thing I was thinking of was hearing about Kobe. And, you know, I had my moment where it was like, damn, like, that, you know, that's somebody. And I'm not going to sit here and fake like a lot of people are. They're like, oh, yeah, well, he was my fave. And I'm like, no, like, there was a point in time where, like, I really wasn't rocking with Kobe. But at the end of the day, it's still, to me, I see him as a father and a husband first. And then I see him as an athlete. Because. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I wasn't really fucking with Kobe either. I mean, he was cool. Yeah. And I knew that he was, like, a legend. But as far as we, I thought he was an asshole. Yeah. And that's the thing. He was a dick. A lot of people thought of him like that. And, you know, anybody who feels like we're talking negatively about that, we're not. We're just literally stating the fact. But you have people who have revisionist history of, like, the dead when they're like, oh, well, there was this perfect person. I'm like, no, Kobe made mistakes. Like, when I see Shaq talking about it, I'm like, I get it. They- but Kobe literally made an Instagram post cyberbullying a child. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, not, not to, like. But that was just Kobe. Yeah. Kobe, he's had his moment, you know, he had his moments and everything like that. But that's why I try to, like, paint the picture of him as a husband and a father first. It was just Kobe, though. Yeah. Like, that's that's him. Like, he's like, like, say if today or tomorrow, like, knock on wood, like, something would have happened in 50 Cent. Like, the think piece of how he's a great man and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, so we just going to completely forget, like, the last XXX years of him being a complete shitbag. Like, if that's what it's going to take for you to grieve, then that's completely fine. For me personally, I feel like take the good with the bad. Like I know people are like, even Charles Barkley has said something. He was like, he and I aren't the closest of friends talking about Kobe, but mm-hmm. I still respect him as a man and the way that he moved and in his passing, I'm going to grieve like everybody else. I'm right there with it. More importantly for me, I'm grieving because a wife lost her husband and mm-hmm. lost their father. And, and it was a cute family. Like, he was becoming a cute little family in his retirement. Yeah. Like, he was changing his image. Kind of like if Jordan started caring about people right now and then he died. Yeah. 
You'd be like, yo, damn. But like I said, people can mourn it. What I don't understand is folks mourning and taking off like work and shit for this. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I do think Kobe was a legend. I think he had a lot of followers. But y'all really mourning this, man? Like, if y'all died, Kobe wouldn't have gave a fuck. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you're not even on his radar at all. Like, I'm not saying you... I even shed a little tear when I first found out because that's just terrible news. Like, a helicopter crash is wild. Yeah. But am I calling out of work for a man that I don't even know? He's never... I could even see if he gave money to your cousin with cancer or something. But for you who has never even been to a Kobe game live, you ain't even see that man play for real. Hell nah. I can't, I can't respect it. I've seen people on Twitter say that Kobe was my favorite athlete, blah, 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 blah. But then... Like, if you search the old tweets, or if you go and, like, just literally look at their recent tweets and stuff about Kobe, and it was like, yo, like, I remember there was a time where you did not mess with Kobe, but, like I said before, it's revisionist history. When people pass away, you literally see that people kind of bandwagon. Like, I know for a fact that mm-hmm. I looked at a pair of Kobe's today on, like, the sneakers app, and I was like, yo, like, them same sneakers that were, like, 70, 80 bucks, now they're going for 300 $400. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. I see. It's like when like Luther Vandross or like a celebrity like Prince or, something, or Michael Jackson, when they passed away and all mm-hmm. people, everybody's like bum rushing Walmart trying to get mm-hmm. DVDs and DVDs and stuff like that. It's like, if you were the fan like you say you are, then you would have had that shit all. Like, That's because people crazy, man. They crazy. My co-worker on their lunch break went to go to the mall. They went to the mall at Pentagon City to go and get a Kobe jersey. Came back an hour and a half later. What, from the Models? Yeah, from Models. It was like, they're sold out. I was like, well, for one, Kobe hasn't played in about four years. Secondly, like, today's the wrong day. It's the wrong week to go and try to get How you doing? On Amazon, they're sold out, these Kobe jerseys. You have to go to NBA.com, and right now, those... <laughs> Thank are- you. But, you know, not, you know, glaring into that too much, I will say that the Dallas Mavericks are retiring number 24 in order to honor Kobe Bryant, as well as there's, you know, other teams that are doing the... And you see, some of this, I feel like, why y'all trying to, you know, hop on Kobe's death to make some news for yourself, man? Yeah. Y'all need to chill with that. Yeah. That's just how it goes, Chris. It's one of those situations where, you know, in order to be in the news, you have to be a part of the news, and... I guess that's just the way of the world. But <clears throat> for a fact that Dallas is doing it, they are retiring number 24. Um, I've heard things as far as changing the logo to, you know, Kobe and stuff like that. I the logo's not, the logo's never going to change to Kobe. No. Yeah. yeah. No, it's um, not happening. But, you know, some players, like Spencer did really change, change his number, change his number from, uh, from number eight to 26. The logo should uh, never be changed. So, uh, Terrence, Terrence Terrence Ross did the same thing. Yeah, Terrence Ross did the same thing. He changed his number. Changed his number back to uh, I think fourteen. Yeah. Or th- no, uh, eleven. Whatever it was, twenty-one. Um. So I mean, I think it's like that. You know, I, 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 obviously, like I said, obviously, Kobe is a is is a basketball legend. So you know, I'm all for the I'm all for the tribute. You know, the 22nd, uh, yep. 24 second violation. That's fine, but um, 
the logo never be changed. Yeah. Even like honestly, like everyone says that the logo was Jerry West. Um, Jerry West doesn't even want to be the logo. Like yeah. he doesn't want it to be him because it, it, honestly, it's much bigger than much bigger than one person. Like this is the league, and no one person is bigger than the league. Um, so no, the logo should never. The logo shouldn't be changed. Um, but I think that you know we have to um, like in terms of in terms of like big like sports figures that have passed away in the last 10, 15, 20 years Kobe is the biggest and not just Kobe is the biggest because one of his, because of his greatness, and soon that greatness will be uh, enshrined in the Hall of Fame later this year. But not just even that, but also one, I think two, because of how soon he passed. Mm-hmm. The 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 unexpectedness of his death. And to only be forty-one years old and having step away from the game, for, like not even four seasons ago, uh, and then you know just the realization of here you are, forty. Like, yes, he had twenty years of his perfect, you know, professional for twenty years, and now here he is in the now the prime of his life, not even of his career. The problem of his life, where we all saw that and all knew that Kobe had bigger dreams for his post playing career. Like the man won another magic it post in his retirement days. He wanted to be another magic. Yeah. He wanted to be a, a mogul. You know, he wanted to like I said, change the world for the next generation, yeah. not just the next generation of basketball basketball players, but for the next generation of for the next generation. You know, he poured his heart into his kids. He, you know, all the things that he did for children. That's where he wanted to go. Like, and that's why I think this feel, this feels so so like terrible because. It's clear that he had bigger dreams, and those dreams are now not going to come to fruition. Yeah, I think that's where, that's where, and where's the way it hurts so bad. Like you know, if this would have happened, like like late fifties, early sixties, it would still hurt, but it would not be. I don't think it would hurt as much as it does right now because you know he had twenty years post 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 retirement. You know, he he would have had time to live his you know, to live that life. Yeah. And to achieve what he wanted to achieve. But to one die so young at forty one at forty one with with the the things that he wanted to accomplish going unfulfilled. That's why this hurt so bad. But that you gotta figure like a lot of the players in the league right now were raised off of Kobe. Like, mm-hmm. that, that's their guy. Like, our guy is Jordan. Like, we know this. But, you know, for some people, even like LeBron, like, Kobe wasn't his guy. Like, it's one of those things where you know 
our generation is a little bit changed because if that would have happened to Jordan, like we would feel the same way. We're kind of like desensitized because like we're used to seeing the our peers or people that, you know, we looked up to gone. Like they're gone already. So this is their their big one. Like we didn't feel the same way when Mac Miller and Juice World and all them like passed. We just saw it as well, another rapper died or something like that. And we're so used to seeing rappers pass away because it's always going to be another one. There's never going to be another Kobe. And I mean, I'd just much rather leave it there with that because, you know, Vanessa just put out a statement. You know, I don't want to read the whole thing, but it's just like she needs a moment to grieve. I feel like the podcast needs like time to like kind of take that in. And there's been a lot of outlets that have like rushed out podcasts and they didn't get their thoughts completely together. And as a result, it just it just all feels really rushed. You know what I mean? So maybe like next week when we actually can sit down and actually grasp the fact that he's gone. Because I mean, his he's gone, but I don't know. Let us go into some other news. Um, I wanted to actually start with news instead of doing the first 48 this week, since it's kind of like a heavy episode, but I wanted to talk locally. Is that all right with y'all? So this really kind of pissed me off today. And then, you know, Q and I were talking about like education and like the youth earlier in pre-roll. Came across an article on the way home today that said that D.C. police officially announced that they will no longer handcuff any children under 12 years old. That's one. What? Yeah, so... Well, basically, the article says that last year, and I think we've read this article, where there was a nine-year-old boy from D.C. who was chased down by police, and then he was handcuffed because he was leaning on a police car. So... There's been multiple videos that have gone on, you know, YouTube and World Star and stuff like that, of local kids being handcuffed. So they've gone in the police department and said that no children under the age of 12 will be handcuffed in D.C. moving forward. I just honestly thought this was something that was like common fucking sense to not do. Well, in their defense, some of these 12 year olds kind of have. Oh, yeah, they're bad as shit. But 12, like, I know you can't nowadays you can't really tell what a 12 year old looks like. Cause honestly, I look at my little cousin, like, yo, you're taller than me. What the fuck is going on? Like y'all fucking like six, one and you're like 14 years old. So it's that, but I, 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 I don't know. They already instilled. Don't they still have the curfew in DC though? It's what? 1130. Right. In the mm-hmm. summer, I think, so right? I guess. I guess that's where it stems from when it comes to the policy where they were handcuffing these kids is because they were out after 1130. But I could have sworn like five to seven years ago, cute, like they had the look like the paddy wagons where they would like put the kids in and then they would just have to sit in the wagons as they like went around there, you know, looking for these kids, round them up and take them home. Am I crazy or? No, no, it's, it's still the same. So were they handcuffing these kids this entire time or? No, I think it's. I think it, what it is is just, just, you know, just this epidemic of um, all these arrests and you know detainments or whatever, and you know some 
it, it all goes back to it goes to the smartphone. Everyone, everyone having a camera, everyone like being everywhere can film and do everything. Yeah. This has been going on for a long. It has been going on for a long time, but now because everyone has a camera mm-hmm. and everyone can record and it can quickly upload a video to YouTube or to to YouTube or the or the Insta or the Instagram or the Twitter mm-hmm. or anything like that. That's when you know now it's out. You know, all this outrage. This has been going on for a long time. So let me just ask a stupid question. Was the handcuffing, or is the handcuffing rather, their like way of getting around having to be recorded? So say if like you're out and about as a teenager or something like that, and a cop stops you, in order to stop you from filming them, they handcuffed you basically to eliminate that ever being recorded, or is no? It- because no, because I mean, even like officers have body cams now, so. You know, yeah. it, it's gonna get on. It's gonna get on tape, regardless. Mm-hmm. I think that it's just trying to cut down on. Okay, but you know, you got everyone with a smartphone now mm-hmm. that has the ability to upload a vi- to take a video and upload it quickly, within mm-hmm. within instantly within seconds to a social media platform, and because of the big thing with. Uh, you know, police brutality and all this mm-hmm. is gonna like it's gonna quickly create outrage, mm. and yeah, also, right. and also, like these departments are not trying to get sued. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this is a CYA thing. Mm. This, is, this is basically we're gonna cover our ass. We're just not gonna we're not gonna put my handcuffs. <laughs> Because I don't want to get sued. I, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to pay out a. I'm not trying to pay out a fifty, sixty, seventy thousand dollars settlement. Mm-hmm. Mm. So that the reason why, like, I had to bring that up first is because of the corresponding like news article that came out. So, in a statement issued Tuesday, police say that a 16 year old male had been arrested and charged with robbery by force and violence in all six incidents. Uh, in a report on Christmas Eve, the police say that a woman was walking east on Wisconsin Avenue Northwest uh, around 4 p.m. where the robber grabbed the victim's purse from her arm, went to the corner, got on the bike, and then headed south on 44th Street, the police report. The woman and the motorist, I'm assuming her boyfriend, found him in a parking lot behind the 4800 block of Wisconsin Avenue, police say. When she asked for I guess when she asked him to return her purse, according to the police report, he asked whether the police were on the phone. Because if they are, the report quoted him, I'll kill you. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, so basically, then the robber took out the money, discarded the purse, and got back on the bike with 60 bucks. And then they, that kid was probably hungry. And probably was hungry and had no other no no other choice. And then thinking, okay, I'm on Wisconsin Avenue, mm-hmm. and I look around. I see a Nina Marcus. I see a Nordstrom. I see all these other all these high end all these high end places. Y'all, one of y'all one of y'all cats got some money. So yeah, let me go ahead and stick you up real quick. Yeah. But okay, now this is just me being an asshole here. He got 
apparently got on one of those city bikes, right? So the city bikes obviously have GPS trackers. Not only do they have GPS trackers, only you have to pay by an app, correct? So they can easily find out who this kid is. So I don't know if some of the kids these days actually are kind of fucking stupid, but mm-hmm. this just wasn't a good move. And then when I found out the area, I was like, wow, like Wisconsin Avenue. So he had to have only gone to one of three schools. So Wilson. Yeah. Wilson. Yeah. Or Wilson. Yeah. Or or Duke Allison. Well, his 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 was funny though, Q. It's the first thing when I read the article about the fact that they got in the car and followed after him, I was like, they're definitely white because a black person, I know for a fact, if somebody goes and takes my shit, like, not to pretend I'm not getting that shit back to begin with, but y'all followed him not knowing what he was capable of. See, y'all were with the action regardless. And then the fact that you called the police and had them on the phone, I'm pretty sure the police were like, hey, um, I would suggest you stay away from him. And they were like, no, no, no. We can see him. He's right here, blah, blah, blah. And then that's where they heard the recording of him saying, I'll kill you. So what would happen if he would have actually killed him? That's it. Well, either way, it's Wisconsin, it's Wisconsin Avenue. Like, it's already gentrified, which is weird to me because I'm like, damn, like, I went to school up there. So I'm like, what's changed in the last, like, what the last 20 years up there because that's one of those areas that it's always been white and gentrified so like is that where everybody's hanging out now because last i checked don't nobody hang out on that side of town that's one of those side of towns that what for like by the time you get out there you don't want to be there so right it's the same thing with georgetown you know Justin and i went to i forgot what like little italian spot we went to in georgetown and half the shops in Georgetown are closed because they can't afford to be there. So we're sitting there like, well, why in the fuck are we coming to Georgetown? Now? The white people don't even go to Georgetown anymore. Only restaurants are there are the ones that are in the cut. And then you got the movie theaters. The Nike store done shut down. You have, what, the Apple store that's left. Even the why did it turn into the hood? I don't get it. Yeah, well, Georgetown has gotten so bad because, like, at least from what Q used to tell me, and I think my mom used to tell me this as well, Georgetown was for us. Once it was, it was it like, was. oh, but you know, the white people just decided they wanted to take it over because, like, they liked the little, you know, brown stones and stuff like that. And we were like, hey, if y'all want to have the rats that you know coming over, like, go ahead. Mm-hmm. And I guess for them, it's right across, you know, the bridge from Virginia and everything like that. But don't nobody that live in Georgetown ever go to Virginia. So I feel like Georgetown's just like on its own little island nowadays, I guess. But. Mm-hmm. It's the same way. Uh, Q, what, what is it called? Um, start with a P. Um, I want Palisades. Like, Palisades, mm-hmm. like, nobody wants to go to the Palisades in D.C. Like, anybody who's listening who's not from the D.C. area, there's, like, certain parts of town that you know for a fact that there will be Black people or you will be the only one. Like, 8th Street, you know it's divert. We're going to get to, like, Milk and Honey too, mm-hmm. uh, Q, because that's going to be, like, my little rant for a minute. But you know 8th Street has, like, a certain dynamic. But then, you know, the Palisades, if somebody mentions it to you, like, hey, let's go to the Palisades, they're gonna be like, uh, bye. There's nothing there. But, I, I don't know. DC's been gentrified so much now. Like, Justin and I are looking for a house. I was like, oh, like, damn, like, 
they don't even show houses that are listed in the Palisades or on, you know, anywhere on the other side of 16th Street because either they have already been, like, owned by, like, the grandkids, great-grandkids and stuff like that, or you just honestly can't afford them. They're, like, a million dollars, so. Um, saying that to say this, um, Q, earlier this week, you ended up going to one of our favorite worst bars in the city, uh, Milk and Honey. You want to tell the people exactly what happened with that bar? So, um, for, okay, so for those who are not, uh, who don't know about 8th Street, um, the 8th Street, the, the Atlas District, 8th Street Quarter, or whatever the hell you want to call it now. Um, so there was this, there was a restaurant. <laughs> it was a restaurant there called Smith Commons. Smith Commons has been like one of the, like since the rebirth of 8th Street, the rebirth of the Atlas District. Smith Commons has been a staple. It's one of those that, you know, before the street, before the tr- the streetcar and all that came in there, you know, it was a nice, chill place to go. Like, there are some places on 8th Street where it's, it's straight hood, and then there's some places where you go and you instantly know, I can't fuck up here. I gotta be, I gotta act right. Exactly. Smith Commons was one. Smith Commons is one of those places. One of those places you act up in there, you ain't coming back. Like you know, it. it anyway, <clears throat> so so about a month ago, Smith Commons um, changed to become. Milk and Honey in Smith Commons. First of all, that's one of the stupidest names I've ever heard of in my life. That's one of yeah, the stupidest. Stupid. <laughs> milk and Honey in Smith Commons. So basically, the I actually Hunter, like mi- Milk and Honey. But I prefer like okay, right? If if it's gonna if if you're rebranding, I get you know Milk and Honey wanted to appreciate the the history of. That restaurant of of Smith Commons, but honestly, honestly, you have to like they should have just put they should have just put Smith Commons in this in it in this grave, close the coffin, strip it down, and then reopen as just Milk and Honey, not this crazy stupid ass name. Milk and honey and Smith Commons. Man, it doesn't make sense. But anyway, that, that, that's just that's just a rant for me right now. So <clears throat> I'm in I'm in milk and honey. I'm in milk and honey, and um, I noticed like some of the things. Here's some of the things that I noticed. Now I've been going to I've been going to Smiths for years. I've been going to Smith for years, for almost uh, almost eight, nine years. Smith Commons has gotten a lot of my money, and there's a reason why it's gotten a lot of my money. One, it's Black-owned. It's Black-owned. Two, the owner of Smith Commons is an alum from my school. So, yes, I'm going to support, like, I'm all, you know, I'm all about supporting Black businesses. I'm going to support that business. I have faithfully, consistently, constantly for the last eight years. Eight or nine, eight nine years. So I, I walk in. So I walk in into the into the new milk and honey, and they've made the decor changes, which some. And to be honest, 
Smith, Smith, Smith needed a little bit of change in the decor, and it's fine. You know, like I said, it rests my, it's been there 10 years. Things will eventually get stale. But I go in on the first floor, right? You know, they change. They, first of all, they add a, they add a um, Pac-Man machine. And I'm like, am I watching an episode of Bar Rescue right now? Because <laughs> you remember that, Greg? Remember that? Remember that episode of Bar Rescue, the one in the, the one in Chicago, when they always shot his always shot his games, but they branded himself as a bar. Exactly. And <clears throat> that's a immediate punk. <laughs> um. So, so they, so they, so they added pinball machine. They're not pinball machine. The Pac-Man machine, Pac-Man game with a, you know, the old arcade style Pac-Man game. Um, upstairs, mm. he's couches upstairs, which is okay. And that's fine, and whatever. It's okay, and that's fine. It, like I said, some decor changes is, is what's needed. Yeah. So, so then I look at the menu. Now, when they first rolled out the when they first 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 open, you know, I guess it was soft opening. They had this really extensive, you know, restaurant restauranty style menu that they were, I guess, piloting or doing whatever. <clears throat> Excuse me. The menu. Is <clears throat> and mind you, Chef Conley's full scale restaurant, like on the first floor, full sit, full, full restaurant. Now all they offer is a bar menu. So mm-hmm. you take, so you took a, a full scale restaurant, and you give them the menu of a tapas bar. That's literally, that's literally all they're serving. It's like I'm at a tapas bar, or I'm in a dive. I'm in a dive bar. And you know, at a dive bar, you might have you know, you can get a hot dog, you can get you can get a bur you know, this like bar food. You can get a burger, you can get some fries, you can you know, stuff like that. Mm. And that's literally the menu. Like <clears throat> you can get a meatless burger, you can get the Smith burger. That mind you, remember, new name, milk and honey, but they kept the they kept they kept the Smith burger. Mm. Why? I don't know. And you can get like uh, a chicken satay. Now the chicken satay, I got to tell you, is very good. Mm. The chicken satay is very good. Um, but like lamb chop lollipops, basically skewers. I'm like, am I at Las, Las Tapas, or am I at Milk and Honey? Because I know the Milk and Honey, I know the other Milk and Honey's full plates. Yeah. You know? And it, and it may just be, okay, you know, we're high, we, you know, we got a new staff that we're trying to train, and you know, we're still refining what the menu is, but y'all have been open. Y'all have three other locations, plus y'all, plus y'all flagship down in Atlanta. Y'all couldn't import a menu. That's what you're telling me. And then, so now 
the offerings on Smith's old menu were very good. And I know that because I know I know the I know the I know the exact the all the exact chef very personally. You do too, Greg. And his food was very good. Now I get that they're transitioning into a new name into like this partnership with Mocha Honey and Smith Thomas or whatever. And basically, <clears throat> you know, they didn't want to they didn't want to drop the Smith Thomas name because that would push all the regulars out. Yeah, the regulars is who bring you money because we come here all the time. Now, do you like think- to, to placate that? Not leave some of the old item, old menu items on the menu during this transitional time mm. instead of just dropping the whole menu. A very a menu that worked, a menu where offers were very good, and like I said, turn into office bar. But then, because y'all didn't hire any bartenders at first, it was just hoping all the old bartenders would stay on. You don't create any new drink program. No, no, no new beverage program. Wow. They basically, so basically, it's a tapas bar using all of, using Smith, using the old Smith Commons beverage program. So basically, the beverage program, which I know, I know of, because it, because one of my best friends helped create it. Yeah. It's just, I wouldn't have done it this way. I would have had a grand closing. The closing ceremony, you know, this, the, the 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 this the last call for Smith Commons. Mm-hmm. I would have stripped stripped the name completely, and then I would re and rebrand open you know open a month or two later rebranded as Mocha Honey. Mm-hmm. It could be Mocha Honey or whatever, but it, I, I just it, okay. Yeah, it's like breaking up. Out. You're breaking up, so like you might have to be in the. Yeah, place. I was saying that nah, it's enough for me. Yeah, it's enough hey. for me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let's move on because I mean, we can talk in volumes, but you know, people who listen to the show that are not from here just don't go to Milk and Honey. But um, no, go to the one in um College Park. Yeah, the college. Yeah, go to the, go to the, go to the any other Milk and Honey. Don't go to the one on Eighth Street. Yeah, the one on Eighth Street. <laughs> That is always going to be Smith Commons to me, from the squeaky ass chairs to like the <coughs> drinks. My homegirl said it was one in Atlanta. Now, I'm sure it is, but it, it's not. I don't know how true it is, bro. <laughs> I'm like, rest in peace, man. It seems like we just we get a good bar in DC that everybody wants to go to, and then they crash and burn. But that's another story for another day. Um, moving right along. So this coronavirus thing, right? So. We're up to about 170 death toll right now in China. Um, and then the number of infections have jumped up to nearly 30%. And apparently this didn't originate in China. It originated here. And then I guess the people had gone to China. What the fuck is going on? Do we need to protect ourselves at this point? Okay. So I feel as though... Like every other year, there's this big virus. This is big, big quote unquote virus mm-hmm. that people need to be scared of. Two years ago it was H1N1. A couple of years before that, it was the bird flu. It, it, and it's like, okay, what do you, 
can we get get can we just get this right? We need to because it's just cute. It feels like honestly, like if we don't kill ourselves, they're gonna do it for us. But it's like this, this shit, this coronavirus is so funny because you could tell how ignorant people on Twitter are because they tried to make it a joke, like, oh well, you know, it has to be you know border patrol and you know because they drink Corona. I was like, are you fucking like? the ignorance of like Twitter has annoyed the fuck out of me for the past like three years to the point where I don't even follow ignorance, but people retweet the shit. So it's like, I have to see it. But this coronavirus thing, it's a completely like different thing from like the H1N1 because they're saying that it's bigger than the viruses we've seen before. Like it's like a new virus. Like it's, it's not even like real almost. and, and that's the thing, like Thailand is saying that they reported 14 cases of infection. Hong Kong has 10, US, Taiwan, Australia, Macau. <clears throat> what the, like, okay, I don't know if y'all have seen this movie called Contagion. But, oh yeah, that movie is scary. Oh, like, that, didn't it, it started with like. It was like real small or something. It started with like a bat, like something happened with the bat and it ended up with a pig and then. Like somebody eating the pig at a restaurant, and then mm-hmm. it's every fuck. I'm, I'm gonna look it up. Give me one second. It's like out, it's like outbreak. Remember the movie outbreak? Or twenty eight days later? Or is it twenty eight weeks? No, it's like outbreak. You remember, like the monkey came over on the ship from 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 Thailand or whatever. It affects California town. They ready to nuke it off the make nuke it off the face of the earth. It's like it was a uh, uh, like a, the virus was supposed to be an offshoot of Ebola. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, wow. Contagion is an impressively accurate in portraying its doomsday scenario. It basically it says that various scenarios of pandemic planning, including quarantine and isolation, mandatory social distancing vaccine research and prioritization for access of treatment, I'm sorry, of treatment and prevention are all accurately depicted. So, boy, let's see. Where does it tell you exactly what the fuck happened? So, in the article, though, at the bottom, it says that it started with the bat. So, it starts with the bat, and it goes from a bat to a doorknob, which it's, that's fucking weird, that's disgusting. Actually, I don't even want to read this shit anymore. Like, I, I got to move on because I'm actually getting kind of disturbed thinking that shit can really transfer from the things you eat to you touching a doorknob. And then, like, I don't have that much hand sanitizer. And more importantly, like, if you already have the hand sanitizer, like, n- next, man. Jesus. Uh, what is next? Oh, more coronavirus stuff? Um, Q, I think you and I talked about this first 48, like last week. Um, three mm-hmm. teens killed after a game of Ding Dong Ditch. What the hell? Yeah. Um, this happened in California. Obviously, we're doing first 48 a little bit differently this week. Um, game of Ding Dong Ditch turned deadly Sunday night after a group of teens knocked on the wrong door, according to the mother of one of the victims. Drake Ruiz of Corona, go figure. Uh, Daniel Hawkins of Corona and Jacob Ivascu of Riverside, California, 
were on their way to a sleepover with three other friends celebrating a birthday when they decided to play a prank on by ringing the doorbell of another team before driving away. The boys were playing Ding Dong Ditch at a house that they thought was somebody their age, but it turned out to be that angry man that I guess they had said. The man was apparently 42-year-old, uh, 42-year-old Anurag Chandra of Corona. <sighs> I guess they had his own coronavirus. Yep. Yep. So he was booked on suspicion of murder with malice and assault with a deadly weapon. Oh. Oh, well. Wow. Um, so we always, we watch like impossible white man movies like Die Hard and shit like that, right? So this mm-hmm. article actually made me really happy to like, I'm just giving you the article. It says, man dies after making a 300-foot jump over the San Joaquin River in a Mercedes. Yeah. So, 58-year-old Fresno man was escaping police, died Monday after driving a silver Mercedes sedan at over 100 miles per hour and hurling it over a river. What Are people really that dumb? What type of really that dumb? fast and the furious shit is that? What the fuck? I I don't get it. Yeah, um, that was stupid. That 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 was this week in like first forty eight. I gave y'all the states because that's just fucking stupid. And honestly, so much has happened in January that people haven't been that crazy in Florida. That's how weird twenty twenty is showing up to be so far. But since there wasn't enough first forty eight. You know what we do have, right? Fuck 45. We haven't played this game in a long time. So, so fuck 45 is where we go through an update of the fuck shit that your president, because he ain't mine, Donald Trump has done since the last episode we spoke on him. Since we spoke on him last week, do you want to know the last things that he has done recently? Sure, I'll tell you. Um, He permitted construction of the Keystone Pipeline on federal managed land. He also dismissed soldiers' traumatic brain injuries as headaches. He was caught taping a pushing on the out, uh, of the outing of the U.S. ambassador of Ukraine. He apparently stole the Starfleet logo to use it as something for his Space Force. On Unf- what? Okay, now. Yeah, see that. What the fuck? Okay. What else do we have? So John Bolton reveals that Trump had tied aides to Ukraine to Biden's investigation. He also threatened Adam Schiff with the tweet. He praised Mike Pompeo, what's his name? Uh, Pompeo, Pompeo, whatever, for berating NPR. And more recently today, the congressional GOP acknowledged that Trump has probably withheld aid Ukraine, uh, to Ukraine illegally, but refused to hold him accountable for it. That was all in the past five days. That's y'all president. That's y'all man. So, did y'all see, like, I don't understand how he got to the World War Six shit, right? Yeah, if you can explain that to me, that would be great. My message, World War Six. Everybody's looking at the math like, hold up. This the ain't math. adding up. Don't add. He said it would have been World War Six by now. By now. So, we would have went through, like, five, four <laughs> World Wars with Trump as president. We just wouldn't be here. This is basically what he's saying. I'm just stupid, bro. Um, 
next? What else do we have? Um, oh, Q, one of our old favorite spots has officially closed all their shops. So, once hot mm-hmm. happy hour spot, Bar Louie has closed all of its locations, including the one in Chinatown. What? Damn, why? Yeah. Uh, so I like Bar Louie. says that the chain filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection over the weekend, sparking a closure of its third, uh, um, closing the third of its 134 corporate-owned locations nationwide. Its Chinatown page marked the location is closed. The Texas-based chain, which got a start in, uh, in Chicago 30 years ago, was forced to shrink due to accelerating revenue losses, a.k.a. you couldn't afford to be downtown. The issue is the one in Wheaton has closed, the one in uh, Bethesda has also closed. The Bar Louie in Crystal City, however, remains open, as well as the one in Ashburn and Herndon. Which right, folks? Yep. Sad to see, but... Also, they enjoyed trash ass food. That's why. That is why. That's true. That's true. That is absolutely accurate. That is sad, but it sucks. Um, what other news do I have? I don't think I have any other news. Q, do you have any news for us? No, not really. I mean, we. I think we've basically talked about like you know every everyone of the big story is this week. And, yep. uh, yeah yeah i don't think much has actually happened this week we oh um we didn't touch on this but uh apparently the grammys happened but nobody we wanted to win one um except for tyler so i mean shout out to him we could talk that because i know cj wanted to speak on it so when he's here next week we'll talk about that um meek mill and the whole Nicki minaj thing at the store and all that that was a weird story they're saying now that meek was the one that started it i could see it sure um, what else is there? Um, I guess Twenty One Savage. That's the whole thing with the Grammys or whatever. Nipsey won, so we can talk about that next week when he is here. Um, this one actually I wanted to talk to y'all about, but I didn't know how we were going to carry it. Was everything that happened in Atlanta at that airport about the young lady who worked at Delta and was shot and killed in the parking lot? Are y'all familiar with that story at all? Mm-mm. So Alexis Reed was shot multiple times uh, at an employee parking lot near uh, Jackson International Airport. (laughs) Excuse me. So it says a Delta Airlines is in mourning for one of their employees that was shot in the outside parking lot in um, an Atlanta airport. Alexis Reed was found with multiple gunshot wounds at an employee parking lot near the airport on Sunday night. The College Park Police Department has told people. Police officers say that they located an unresponsive read at the scene around 10.30 p.m. and immediately provided medical assistance. She was transported to a local hospital and did not survive her injuries, according to authorities. Delta Airlines confirmed her death to people on Monday. Um, rest in peace to her, to Alexis Reed, because that... People think Atlanta's like the place to go. There's a lot of crime there, man. A lot of crime, so... Damn, we, we got we got to end on a good note because that we've had a lot of bad. Yeah, shit. We, we had a lot of a lot of bad shit. So, um, y'all don't want to touch on Pastor Troy talking about um, what's, what's homeboy's name? Um, Lil Nas X. We're not gonna do that. We'll play. Again. Yeah, that was kind of like man. That, that, we can talk about how good BTS though. What? No, 
like for them to be like a Korean pop star group, mm-hmm. I'm really starting to like them. Like they fly to me. I don't know. I've heard about the group. I've never personally like heard their music though. Like, is it any good? Like, I feel, I feel like we have to play. What is it called? What's the name? BTS. BTS. Let me see. I'm gonna try to find a song by BTS. Oh, the oh shit! They're an actual group. I thought it was just like one person, like a rapper. Okay, here's the song "Boy with Love" featuring Helsey. Oh, I love that song. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I can get with that. Let me see. Let me see. What other news do we have? Um, God, there's not enough good news that happens. So let me look at my little app. We'll do one piece of news before we get up out of here. That's right, crank. While I find that news, I'll play one more of their songs. This one is Idol by BTS. Hold up. Do they have, um, I think it's a song with, I think it's called like Black something, Black Hogger. Hold on. I can tell you exactly what song to play because BTS is mad with it. And the crazy thing is, it's like seven of them. So it's something for everybody. You want a rapper? It's called Black Swan. No, 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 no. Fake love. Fake love. Play that. Okay, here we go. Fake love. Mm-hmm. By- while I look for the article. Check that out. I'm gonna have to go and like, get with them. I already know yeah, I have no, <laughs> Billie Eilish. Like everybody keeps telling me to listen to her, so I'm going to listen to her. I'm gonna actually. She's listen. okay, but I really only like like two of her songs. To me, it was hard. It was a hard listen. Oh well, I- I'll put BT mm. that. So here we go. Our last little piece of news. We'll actually do one first forty-eight, and then we'll do the what's bothering y'all if y'all want to do it, and then we can get about it. Okay. Here. Um. Ooh. Right. <sighs> Two black women fight over shrimp that lands <laughs> in prison. Two women sounds were, like some Louisiana. <laughs> Two women were hurt while fighting over a bag of shrimp inside of their home. Police said they were charged with aggravated assault after the fracas. Here we go. Nadine Bell, black, forty-six, told police that she was buying a bag of shrimp for Pamela Freshly. 
at about 12.34 p.m. January 15th at a home on Cedar Avenue in the city's neighborhood. I can't say the town, obviously, because you'll get it. According to a criminal complaint, the women started arguing, freshly looked, uh, I'm sorry, she took the bag of shrimp and walked away, the police said. Bell then tried to get the shrimp back and pulled out a pair of scissors and threatened to stab the shit out of her. <laughs> what the fuck? Bell also grabbed a stick and started hitting her over the head. At some point, freshly cut Bell in the face with the scissors and then spit and yelled about wanting to stab her in the eye. Quote, saying, I will fucking kill you, bitch. Yeah, that was the thing. So, that's the first 48 state where that happened. That's definitely Louisiana. Chris, what do you think that's at? Um, yeah, I think it's Louisiana, 100%. Damn. Y'all ain't gonna get this one. <laughs> this happened in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, nah. Shrimp too scarce out there. Yeah. Shit is spooky. So. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. Hell no. Yeah. So exactly what is bothering y'all this week? Chris, you go first. What's bothering me is Miami being so goddamn expensive during Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> so I think I probably mentioned to y'all before, but I'm going to the Super Bowl this year. Uh-oh. And I'm excited because luckily most of my expenses are paid for. But I'm kind of blown at the amount, the outrageous amount of the things I do have to pay for. And it got me feeling like, yo. Like what the fuck? But you gonna have fun? I don't think it pays because you're going for the entire weekend, right? So you going? Like- yeah, I'm leaving tomorrow, and I come back on Monday. Oh, so you about to act a complete fool? Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm ready, and did. I'm going to Shaq's fun house party. And that party cost me like two hundred dollars. Damn. So I just want Shaq to know that shit better be lit. Do you think it'll be better than Rock Nation brunch? You know what? No. No, I don't. Because wasn't the Rock Nation brunch, could you pay to get in there? No, I don't think you could. I think that was... Yeah, I think it was invite only, right? Yeah. Yeah, invite only is always better. Mm. But that's just because I'm like a snob. Oh, Lord. (laughs) When it comes to that kind of stuff. I always tell people I don't like partying with regulars. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I went to parties, man. Yeah, it's just not fun no more. Unless you know the people, like it's your friend. I ain't trying to be in no 
general admission. It was it was so funny because like I had mentioned like on another show about uh like OCOs and like great don't nobody go to O I'm like yo like that used to be y'all spot like three years ago right they love people love OCOs now all of a sudden it's like oh no that's beneath us I was like y'all were going to day parties on Sundays like y'all didn't have to go to work the next day now all of a sudden OCOs is like the bottom of the barrel so where the fuck do y'all go because don't they go now like up the street in Dupont uh what's that place that Oh God, I can't even fucking remember. They have like an what, living room. Yeah, they go to living room and shit like that. I'm like, you don't go to the place that has like a rooftop where you can smoke and stuff like that. You go to mm-hmm. living room where it's a quarter of the size of fucking Ozio's, and you end up just in a sweat box. Y'all have fun with that shit. Um, me, I will turn 33 on Saturday. I'm really stoked about that. So I'm honestly, I'm not bothered this week. I'm very happy with life right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I wish I would hit the Powerball. So that's one of my things that I'm going to get used to doing is p- doing like the scratch-offs and shit like that. I have a knack for those now. I know which ones to pick. I just have to get one that wins. My coworker was like, Greg, you got to go on Thursdays. You go, you go on Thursdays and you pick the third one. I was like, I don't think that's how it works. But she's already won like $2,000 in the three years I've worked with her. So I'm just following her lead. Um, also. At 33, I'm starting to realize, like, my body can't handle a lot of stupid shit anymore. Like, stupid shit meaning, like, requests from work. So when my boss is like, can you come in early? And my body is like, nah, fuck that. I can't do it at at all. Um, I went and played basketball last week, and I was playing with a whole bunch of, like, 16 and 17-year-olds. Fuck them, because they move around like it's 2K, and I move around like a geriatric now. So, yeah, my body is just not used to that at all oh and more importantly the 49ers are actually going to win the super bowl on sunday i'm speaking that into existence uh because i don't want andy reed to win shit um q what's bothering you or blessing you <sighs> i i could actually go i have actually go down the list but you know what i'm not gonna I'm not gonna think negatively i'm not gonna think negatively i'm gonna um, just say that I'm hoping that this weekend is a good weekend. <laughs> I'm hoping that this weekend is a good weekend. Like, I'm just going to think thought positive thoughts because it's already, I've already had enough negativity this week. It's already, been, well, not I. Well, yeah, I can say I, but there's already been enough negativity this week. So, yeah, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not even going to go down that, down that path. I'm just going to, um, wish that, and you know, whenever you listen to this, that, that things are going good for you, and if they're not, just keep pushing on because eventually you can't stay in the you can't stay in the darkness forever. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. We've had enough negativity yeah. growing, and you know everything that's happened this week. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna be negative. I'm not gonna say anything negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, luckily, since you know January's been about like five months long, February is coming soon, which means all the good things in life are going to happen. January is like reflection month of all the fuck ups from like March until December that you're gonna have. So use January as like a buffer for February. Just get the things you know aligned. Do your resolutions over stuff like that. Uh, pray, meditate, and honestly, like drink a lot of water. You're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, 
honestly, if you can't, like, you know, with this whole Kobe situation, man, like, reach out to somebody. Like, your aunt, your uncle, your cousin. Like, I have, yep. like, come to terms with the fact that not everybody wants to contact you. You have to contact them. And, you know, a lot of us don't have our family members here, man. Like, I just lost my uncle. Like, you know, Hugh, like, you know, he, like, Hugh doesn't have his mom right now, but he always has mine. It's one of those things where people take stuff like that for granted. So, mm-hmm. like, with Kobe and everything, like, just love on who you can love and who is here for you. If they're not here for you, fuck them. Uh, there's honestly just that. Like, stop trying to love on the people who don't love you back because when you didn't gone, like, they ain't going to fuck with you or they're going to lie and say that they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, just do right by people. Uh, do right by yourself first and just take care of yourself. So uh, where can they find you on social media so we can get about you? Yeah, you can find me at Chris Cash DC on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Twitter at QDZ1906. That's it. You can follow I don't use Instagram much. <laughs> You can follow us all at youngblackpod at gmail.com. Shout out to bad boys for getting a hundred million dollars in less than a month. Then mm-hmm. in December, February, and y'all hated on it. Fuck y'all very much. Nobody saw that Star Wars shit though. Until next week, we'll see you.